So I wanted everything to have a bit of time to finish making their songs, but that was uh, pretty cool. That was a pack of coyotes doing a song. Of course, I can't see them. They're pretty far away. I thought at first that was just a cow again, but no, that was an actual song chorus. And you don't typically hear that with, uh, what was it, about an hour and a half of sunlight left? at the same time the raven going off of course at the same time with the ravens calling indigo bunting eastern meadowlark black-throated green warbler lots of stuff at the same time thankfully the cars held off till near the end So is that pack of coyotes dangerous to me? Probably not. My name is Rob, and this is Songbirding. It's been nearly an hour and I only just got to the dead end. One would think that returning back the same way I came would mean there's nothing new but the inhabitants of Swan Lake still have some more songs to share. Classic difficult bird, chipping sparrow versus pine warbler versus swamp sparrow. Swamp sparrow is a bit slower, more ring to it. Chipping sparrow pierces a little harder. That's a call. But all three of them really it just it's context. Context really helps. This is not a pine tree, though there are pine trees nearby. It is a tree 
out on its own looks to be possibly an ash some kind of deciduous tree with uh, compound leaves there's a blue jay in the distance but also I heard the calling of Chipping Sparrow and all that tick 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 going on here, high pitched Warbler is usually a lot softer, tend to get louder, quieter, in more dramatic ways than the Chipping Sparrow do. Swamp Sparrow would be not at the top of a tree like this. They would be in wetland, maybe at the top of a small tree, but not a tall one. But also it has a lot more of a ring to it. That's the way I describe it, more like a bell. Ting, 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 ting. There's some yellow throat action over there. Hunting again, lots and lots of them. It's a goldfinch. Oh, here comes a flock of, uh, looks like rock pigeons. Yep. Also knows rock doves. Four. Uh, that's about nine of them. And they're not saying a thing. Oh, but they're coming to land in a tree. So, oh, are they changed their minds? are going to. I think they're still going to. They're just, yeah, coming back, slowly deciding whether they should land or not. I'm going to go see them. Maybe they'll say something. This microphone's pretty good, so you might going to see whether or not they'll even let me get that close, but we'll see. aren't usually too shy. However, these are country pigeons. They probably live in a barn nearby. Uh, a rock pigeon or rock dove doesn't really have native habitat in North America. They're not a protected species. They're import. getting close to them. They're, well, they're going to land at the next tree. Most of them at least. sounds. And the 
the city, of course, pigeons. Sit on buildings, sidewalks, anything they can sit on. The equivalent out here is dead trees. Now what's really neat is in the British Peninsula there are some rock pigeons, rock doves, living in something a lot more close to their native habitat, and that is that they live on the escarpment edge. The reason they take to building so well is they're used to mountains, cliff sides, rocky areas like that. That's why they're the rock dove or rock pigeon. This is interesting because only nine of them I saw come in, but yet far more than nine here. There's actually several that were probably always hiding in this tree this whole time. Three, six, seven, eight, nine in the one tree, and three, six, seven, eight on the other. Got Seventeen of them here. You can really hear that indigo bunting going. These guys are cooing. These rock doves are a mix of colors. Mostly gray, but some are red. Kind of a rusty red. Some are dark gray, some are light gray. There are no white doves here in this group. I'm going to see if I can get even closer. Now I'm seeing even more. getting a lot of flies here too. Honestly, I want to get myself in the shade. They decided to join their friends in the other tree. What happens here is normally any 
another bird like that indigo bunting who's like 20 times further away than these pigeons are perfectly audible it's because of the frequency and intensity they have but yet these guys are so subtle and low pitch that doesn't travel far very easily I have to be practically on top of them to get a good recording iridescence on a couple of them have decided to take off. Well if you can believe it, I've been here nearly an hour. It has taken me that long to cover what is probably 200 meters. very abundant space right here. And this is all between 6.30 and 7.30 p.m. mid-July. For a lot of these birds, because of where the forest is positioned here, this is more or less sunset for them. The sun's about to disappear behind the trees. So this is their opportunity solidify their territory before night hits. Oh, a little bird in front of me. Sparrow. The chipping sparrow. You can hear two chipping sparrows now. Chipping sparrow, and the other thing you hear is an American Red Star, actually. Female is not too happy. I'm probably near her nest. And this other higher pitched one is the chipping sparrow. Could be the one that was singing before. also we have to review the recording making that sound. Okay. So, 
Something made an interesting song in there. I don't remember what the song was right now. I know I recognized it. I'm faintly thinking maybe it was a marsh wren. But I guess, thankfully this is a recording. So I can make note of it later. Okay, there's our house wren actually, not wind or not marsh wren. That's a house wren that we heard earlier. cranes are coming this way. So crows are interested in something. Making a racket. Probably a predator or the raven. One of the ravens. They find predators and they harass them often. So it's indigo bunting. start, but he's just being very interesting. You can hear all that variability. Song changes. So I've also got a juvenile sparrow, probably a song sparrow looking at me and ticking too, as well as several other birds. That's just the one I can see. The only thing American Red Starts are very consistent at is that they warble and it doesn't go on for very long. Mosquitoes gonna head gonna head out now. It's very singy here right now, so it's tempting not to leave. 
I've been here nearly two hours at Swan Lake and recorded audio of over 15 species, plus a chorus of eastern coyotes. To see a checklist of the species observed and to listen to example clips, please visit songbirding.com. Songbirding, the Bruce Peninsula, was recorded, engineered, narrated, and created by me, Rob Porter, with Creative Commons music from Scott Buckley and additional Creative Commons sounds from Jordan Powell.